Welcome to the Whistleblower Newsroom. I'm Christina Borgeson. In early COVID days, a French team of MDs and PhDs specializing in infectious diseases and tropical medicine at the Mediterranean University Hospital's Infection Institute at Marseille, France, was getting attention for its fast and effective work managing the COVID outbreak while publishing their findings on treating and better understanding the disease. Eventually, they caught flack for advocating an early COVID treatment protocol that included using the malaria drug hydroxychloroquine with the antibiotic Azithromax. 500 members of France's Infectious Diseases Society filed a complaint against the team's leader, Dr. Didier Raoul, accusing him of spreading false information about the benefits of hydroxychloroquine, even though Dr. Raoul and his team had published a paper showing that out of 1,061 patients they had treated with these two drugs, 98.7% had been cured, and the eight who died were between 74 and 95 years old. To date, more than 14,000 COVID patients have been followed by the team, and fewer than one in 1,000 have died, which makes one wonder. Could the pandemic have been under control by now if the world had followed this team's lead? My guest today is an eminent member of that team. He's the medical director of the hospital's Infection Institute. Dr. Philippe Brouki is also head of the Infectious Disease and Tropical Medicine at the Mediterranean University Hospital and has been lead author and co-author of hundreds of peer-reviewed publications. Welcome, Dr. Bouki. Thank you. So you started this whole COVID unit hospital in record time. You set, you set up a, a level three lab, which means you, you could handle, you know, very, very uh, dangerous viruses, bacteria, even up to bioweapons. And you started a very efficient uh, testing, uh, you know, testing um, uh, system. And uh, so you were, and you were treating patients early on. In February 27th, you got your first, you had your first patient. And so my question to you first is, how did you come upon this protocol? What made you decide to use that? Well, first, um, uh, when, the, when the epidemic uh, uh, begins, uh, our first goal was to, to, to treat patients and not to do research first. Uh, and so in, in, the, in, the, in the research of uh, any things that may be useful for curing the patient, we first look at the Chinese uh, literature. We were uh, that were uh, two or three months uh, experiences more than, than ours. And uh, in these first papers, interestingly, they claim that uh, chloroquine may be useful for treating those patients. And uh, we have a very strong uh, use of chloroquine because chloroquine is something that we use for treating Q fever. And we work since uh, 10 years or more on, on Q fever treatment with the chloroquines. And uh, this made just, we were used to use this, this medication without any toxicity in our hand. And we say, why not? I mean, this is not toxic. And if this may help, uh, just try it. Right. So 
you tried it. It worked quite well with the azithromax. Why this attack from these 500 doctors? Well, this is something uh, that uh, we now analyze uh, as a, uh, uh, different approaches of, uh, of uh, what is an epidemic. Um, uh, contrarily to what uh, people may uh, just think, we are a very big institute in research. But during epidemics, you don't have time to make research before treating patient. You need to first treat patient, make observation, try to better know the disease, and try some medicine first. And research is the results of, of the care you provide to, to patients and not be before treating patients. And so this is the way we, we, we get into this epidemic in treating first patient and publishing our observations and, and try to improve our approaches, our care uh, uh, all along the-, all along the, the But your, your paper, your May 2020 paper came uh, came out showing that you were treating you had cured 98.7 percent with with this protocol that came out before these 500 people came after Dr. Raul. Is that correct? No, the, the, the that, last paper the yeah. last paper treating 10,000 people is just the, 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 the end of I mean that at, at that time the, the only the very first paper, uh, was on very few patients, but uh, the very few, uh, the very first paper was on 24 patients. But on those 24 patients, what we show first is that we reduce the the, the shedding of the virus. The shedding and this of the is virus. This is something very important in infectious diseases because uh, one proof that you are efficient with a medication is just to reduce microorganisms. This is why, I mean, uh, anti-arts uh, uh, for HIV uh, has been evaluated. Uh, the first evaluation with arts was just to reduce HIV shedding. Right. So right. We, we are the same approach with the COVID than no, but, with but HIV. My question to you is, your, your study with the 1,061 patients had, had already come out. Those results had already come out. Yes. Uh, before they attacked yes. Dr. Raul. Yes. So on yes. what basis were they attacking Dr. Raul and your team? On what basis? I, I think that they don't have the same approach than we have. Um, the, the problem is that uh, uh, in our time, I mean, there is only uh, randomized uh, uh, clinical trial that are the, the best, the gold for showing the efficiency of medication. And so, uh, because we never made a randomized clinical trial to show efficiency of chloroquine, they never accept that chloroquine may be efficient. Well, two things. One is hydroxychloroquine has been around for 10 million years and it's been oh, yeah. safe. Okay, oh, yeah. it's, I mean, I, I was brought up in Haiti Lots yeah. of malaria, people were taking chloroquine all the time, okay? That's number one. So it's a drug that's been around forever. Number two, you're treating patients. You have, I mean, 1,061, it's not a huge study. It's not a, it's not a huge number. But when you have those spectacular results, 
I'm trying to figure out why the attack? Why not say, oh, this is interesting. You know, let's, let's see, it, because you didn't have, just like the vaccines right now have not gone through, you know, all the double blind studies. They aren't FDA approved. They're just approved on an emergency basis. You know, your protocol was working and it was working amazingly well. And that's why I'm wondering why were they so quick to try and stop you when your results well, were so spectacular? A, there, there was a frank, there was a frank competition uh, in between chloroquine, which is a proposed drug, and the new drug like uh, remdesivir, for example. Oh. Uh, and and uh, I think that uh, most part of uh, of these colleagues uh, believed more in this new drugs approach uh, and uh, than than in just well the evidence made by just uh, some effect in some patients with an ancient drug known as very well uh, very tolerated so well but the thing is that this is two approach very different and uh, and uh, and but what our approach is, is not is in France is exceptional, but is is an approach that has been taken by many, many, many people in the world, especially especially uh, uh, not industrial uh, uh, countries. Yeah, in uh, the countries where they can't afford the new drugs and they can't yeah. afford uh, to pay. Yeah, and and I mean, I'm I'm just wondering. I don't know. I'm just asking. Is is there an issue there because remdesivir? is a new drug and so you know there's a profit there's money to be made using that drug as opposed to these old drugs that are very cheap they're very effective and uh less you know well the the result is that now at that time there is no new drugs efficient on covid on covid 19 uh, and the only drugs that are still debated is chloroquine, is ivermectin, is orbital, is all the disrepurposed drugs. But there is no new drug efficient on, on SARS-CoV-2. Well, it, I mean, this is the, that's the thing. I'm talking to American doctors who ran into the same problem that uh, your team ran into with the use of hydroxychloroquine. They're frontline doctors. They tried something. It worked. And next thing you know, their medical licenses and here in the United States, uh, Dr. Richard Urso, his medical license was threatened until he proved that he was right, you know? And, um, you know, in some countries, uh, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, like in Italy, you're not allowed to use it, even though they're very effective. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know what the situation is. For, in France, you're allowed to use ivermectin and, and, and hydroxychloroquine, right? Well, we are allowed, uh, but there is a there is a strong pressure on on doctors that are prescribing these drugs not to do it. Why? So we are we are. Well, this is difficult to explain. In fact, uh, uh, we don't know. We can't explain that. This very there is no real reason. I think that these the the. the Hydroxychloroquine has, has become a dogma, and so uh, a lot of doctors uh, are, are are 
thinking that this is a, maybe a toxic drug and they, they probably think that if they, if they have one problem, uh, every people will know that. So they are, they, they, they are really afraid of using hydroxychloroquine. Even though you have used it successfully. Oh, yeah. That's what oh, I, yeah. see, this is what I don't understand. You guys are a leading, leading research entity in France. Okay, treating bacteria and viruses. Okay, and um, for some reason, your successful results are not being accepted. And and I mean, Dr. Peter McCullough here in the United States said, yeah. if if everybody had followed the early treatment protocol, yeah. where you treat. Uh, you treat, you know, you use the protocol package of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, antibiotic, uh, hydroxychloroquine, anticoagulant, and I forget what the other thing is. That zinc. Zinc. That, um, and if you can't use hydroxychloroquine to use zinc, okay, if the patient yeah. doesn't tolerate it to use zinc, and that they've had amazing results, amazing mm -hmm. results. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, you've had, here they've shown amazing results, here they've shown amazing results, in Italy, amazing results, and yet, for some reason, you're being blocked from using these drugs. Yes, I, they, I, yes, uh, the, the answer is, is, is not very easy, in fact. <laughs> no, because I think the answer there, is terrifying. Is, there, there is probably, a lot of different different uh, uh, things that is blocking this uh, this uh, uh, among among them uh, surely there is a, a, a problem with uh, of influence of some medical doctors uh, by uh, by the industry uh, and and we know that that's uh, uh, you know, it, it is very difficult to find, especially in the, in the policymaker uh, sphere, uh, uh, people that are not uh, um, that do not have any conflict of interest with the pharmaceutical industry. This is very difficult, and the pharmacy pharma, pharmaceutical industry has a very 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 large, I mean, and very wide. Um, I'd call that um, power on, 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 on medical doctors. This is one aspect. This is not the only one. Um, why they don't use that, I, I, I really don't know. Uh, in fact, um, what we, we also know is that uh, uh, a lot of uh, hydroxychloroquine has been prescribed during this crisis in France. If you are just looking what has been sold or uh, in, in the pharmacy, uh, much more than we are prescribed. So that means that a lot of people probably prescribe hydroxychloroquine, but without, without telling that. So this is a, a secret prescription, but the quantity of, of, uh, of uh, hydroxychloroquine in France sold by pharmacy has, has really increased dramatically. So people are dying. You have these great results. 
shouldn't somebody be held accountable for your not being able to use this for not being for you're not being able to use this protocol nationally? Well, this is this, what what is clearly there is no guideline to use hydroxychloroquine. Uh, and there is some pressure not to use it. But uh, in France, every doctor can do it by law. Okay, it, it is, it, it, we can do it, but uh, there is no guideline. There, is, it, there was some guidelines against the use of chloroquines. At that time, um, uh, at least in France, uh, medical doctors can prescribe hydroxychloroquine. Okay, I guess my question is this. If, here's, here's my question. If the government of France had, after you had published your early results, and after you continued to get good results, last year, last year, because they had that whole, if the government finally said, listen, we see this Mossé group has had amazing uh, success here. We think the policy should be on COVID, early treatment, using this protocol that they're using. If they had instituted that as a policy, as a national policy for all physicians to follow, where do you think the pandemic would be right now in France? Well, if you are looking uh, our our, uh, our uh, publication, and especially the last one, uh, we reduced considerably the, 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 the mortality of, 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 of COVID-19, which is in a hard hand uh, 0.4% of 10,000 patients. So uh, the, the, the point is, this is not only chloroquine. To be honest, chloroquine also had in this crisis the passports for patients to see the doctor. Because uh, uh, when you are doing, when you are uh, telling some patient you have only paracetamol uh, to take and just go back home, uh, you are not monitored. Uh, you are, you saw the, the delay in taking care of these patients is, is longer. And when they are, when a happy hypoxemia occurred, uh, they are coming late at the hospital. And yep. this distraction of people that died. Okay, so hydroxychloroquine has, has probably made two things very important. The first is access to doctors, and the second is, is a treatment. And so in both of these aspects, probably enter into accounts of lowering I mean, the mortality of the disease. By how and much? By how much? Well, by a lot, because uh, if you are looking mortality of the disease altogether, it's now around 1.92 persons, and we have 0.4 persons. So it's it's lowering lots, and especially in in in, in elderly people. So I mean, yes, I think that I think that we have better organized the care. Uh, if we have uh, introduced very early uh, non-toxic drugs like hydroxychloroquine, but also with ivermectin, for example, 
we we probably change the epidemic profile uh, by by pushing I mean the the, the patients to see their doctors uh, and 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 avoid them to just keep uh, uh, in quarantine at home without seeing any well, any healthcare worker. Do you agree? Do you agree with Dr. McCullough that early treatment of um, of COVID with these drugs that we're discussing, um, if that had been instituted as a policy worldwide, that this yeah. pandemic would have been under control? Well, I don't know if the pandemic will, will be under control, but what I, I know is that the, 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 page, the mortality of this epidemic will, will probably be lower, probably be lower, much lower. Much lower, lower. okay. Much lower. Yeah, sure. So, so now I was very interested. You said that you mentioned in one of your in the document that it was mentioned in the document that you sent me that COVID is caused by three different lines of SARS-CoV-2. Mm -hmm. What does that mean exactly? And and what does that imply for treatment? Well, this is very interesting because um, at least in France. Uh, uh, during many, many, many months, uh, we claim uh, by uh, genotyping, uh, by making the complete genome of, of the virus. And we, we, we start doing that uh, in, in August uh, to, uh, to, to 220. Uh, uh, we clearly see very early that there is different lineage of the virus. Uh, the first lineage of, of the virus, uh, at least in France, uh, and in Marseille was the Wuhan origin virus, Wuhan. Uh, which which goes on from from January uh, twenty uh, until uh, mid mid June, and then this lineage uh, completely completely disappeared, uh, making the place for different other lineage, uh, which I've called Marseille one two three four. Are those variants? And, uh, is that what they, we call variants in English? All the, the lineage are different because uh, they, ex, they have mutation in the spike protein. There are other mutations in their genomes, and this oh, is okay. really different different viruses. Okay. Uh, and, and those different uh, viruses uh, uh, were ongoing until December in, in France, uh, especially Marseille four. Uh, which is uh, the the main virus in France and in the world now, uh, wow. and 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 this uh, this virus uh, has uh, has disappeared since January twenty one, and and uh, replaced by uh, the UK virus, uh, the UK lineage, and uh, what does that mean? That means that this is not one pandemic of one unique virus. This is a pandemic that starts with one unique virus and uh, there is selection in different countries of different uh, lineage of this uh, virus that spread all over the world and um, there is lineage that uh, have been uh, very present like Marseille Cards which starts from uh, one, uh, one area in France and was probably uh, issued from bison. Bison, as you call that, uh, bison. Um, yes, Chris. The animal, the, 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 oh, the bison. Small, bison. The, the small animal. The small animal. Uh, 
with the bison. Uh, uh, I don't know how you call this. Uh, are you this, talking uh, about? Yeah. Are you talking about bats? What are you no, talking? No, no, it's not bats. This is um. I go, let me let me find bison. <laughs> but, monk. But, monk. 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 Is the monk? Monkey. The the monk the, the monk fur. Monk? No, it's not monk. Anyway, it's a small, it's a small um, mink, mink, that people mink. were, mink, oh, interesting. Mink, sure, mink, okay. Okay. So we, we, we didn't know that, but in, in the world, there is a lot of, uh, still a lot of mink uh, uh, breeding, uh, and uh, especially in the uh, in Netherlands, but in China, and, uh, and in France, we have some still. And uh, uh, the Marseille 4 virus uh, is issued from an epidemic of, of, uh, of SARS-CoV-2 in this mink. And this so, is this virus. Yes. Okay. So wait a second. I'm trying to understand. So these different lineages yes. are, are coming out yes. as, as time goes on mm -hmm. because people are being exposed to, because the virus is, is also being uh, put out by these like mink and other animals? No, no, no. There is, there is different viruses and starting from the first virus, okay, there is a different lineage right. that's, that, that uh, are coming. Some- That come from different from animals. That come yes. from different animals. But there is some that came from animals, yes. And okay. the Marseille 4 is coming from animals. And so animals. does that affect how they should be treated, the treatment protocols? Not, not really, not for the treatment protocol, but this accounts for probably for vaccination. And we know that, for example, we are vaccinated with the lineage Huan of the virus. But the ongoing lineage in Europe is UK lineage. Oh. And so, so we know now that uh, there is, uh, that the, 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 the vaccine is less effective on the UK lineage rather than the other lineage. Well, okay, so, so what are you going to be doing? Like, vac it's like trying to catch a virus with a, a, a different vaccine. <laughs> I mean, it's... Right. Well, that that's the reason why this is very complicated, and 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 the issue the issue of the of the, of the pandemic is is not only on on vaccine, it is not the the issue of the pandemic is probably because of natural immunity that will acquire most of them, most of us. Oh, okay, okay. And so vaccine is just only one part of that, uh, but. Uh, uh, the, vac the vaccine, uh, probably the, the problem is that uh, lineage of, of the virus is, is, uh, is running faster than the vaccine is. is, uh, is yeah, is the made. vaccine can't keep up with the mutations. Yes. The, the, okay, so. But, so but, but hopeful, hopefully, I mean, the vaccine uh, makes enough uh, different antibodies to cover a major part of those viruses. Let me ask you something, just outright. If you're young and you're healthy, is it better just to catch COVID and create your own immunities yes. instead of taking the vaccine? Yes, definitely, yes. So let's talk about India. 
what's going on in India? Why are, are you seeing these pictures of people dying like flies over there because of a new variant? What's going on? Well, can't tell really because uh, what we know from India is what the, 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 the media wants we know. Well, and we know how, the, how um, dependable <laughs> the media is on COVID. So what is going on in India, I just don't know. Oh, you don't? You're not in touch with any physicians over there? No, not, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very curious because a lot of these countries, <clears throat> these poorer countries that can't afford vaccines and so on, they've been using the early treatment protocol. I know in Mexico, in Chiapas, they were handing out little treatment packets to everybody, and Chiapas has no COVID anymore, mm -hmm. apparently. And yeah. a lot of the third world nations have dealt with <clears throat> with COVID quite well using these, these early treatment protocols. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm, first of all, I'm trying to, to figure out this whole variant thing. What does that mean? South African variant, very, very, you know, they're saying that there's a South African variant that is incredibly infectious. It's terrible. You can't, you know, so are you, what is your view of these variants that they keep declaring are, are coming out and, and uh, you know, are they different from the Wuhan? What, what, what I can do is what we have observed. Uh, and what we have observed is that in how, and the UK variant is not more dangerous and more, not more infectious than the other variants. And uh, especially if you are looking in our series, uh, death people, the died people, I mean, uh, we have much more death with the Marseille 4 than the, with the UK variant. Okay. But this is our, our view of, of uh, our, our, I mean, our patients. Uh, there is some differences, but the differences are not critical, to be honest. Okay. So, all right, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out what what your assessment of how the government, the French government, has handled uh, COVID so far. Well, uh, not not good to be honest. <laughs> Why? Not very, not not very good. Uh, uh, not worse than other countries, uh, also, but. Uh, I think that um, uh, the, the problem of, of managing that is uh, um, uh, Do you think it's controlled by money and big pharma and politicians? Uh, no, 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 I don't. What, what I, I, I told earlier is that uh, a lot of uh, council of uh, of our politicians um, of conflict of interests with the pharmaceutical industry, but that's and corruption, so, and people are dying. This is this is a kind of corruption. I agree with that. I agree with that. This is a kind of corruption, and I hope that in the future this uh, will be now uh, clearly uh, uh, clearly uh, uh, avoided. Because I think that this has been a, a major point in the story of of chloroquine. For remaining, um, remaining, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I think that uh, people uh, are 
just uh, uh, just fear. They are fear of, of this pandemic, and they are not able to quietly uh, uh, think and, and and try to to take some some. Um, yeah, but people are looking for leadership. They're looking for leadership from their government, and their government should be looking to physicians, frontline physicians treating COVID, for instructions on for setting policy. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yes, but there is a lot of pressure uh, by, by I mean, uh, uh, by a lot of people, and I think that uh, uh, we 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 lack leadership. In fact, the problem that we have lacked leadership. We we have we, have, we would have a, a good leadership. Some, I, we the, the well, the, you lack leadership because it's corrupt. And so you can't you can't get the treatments that work out to the general yeah. public. The general public, do you think the fear factor would be as high if they knew that in early treatment they could probably recover? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. You I know, agree. I mean, so I want to talk to you about the virus itself. Mm -hmm. I, I sent you an article, uh, an article and a video. I don't. You probably didn't have time to see it. Yeah. That's okay. But this is a colleague of mine that I trust a great deal. And I have seen this information before, who's talking about the fact that the original Wuhan virus um, was, did not occur in nature. That basically this was uh, a virus that had been um, altered in a lab uh, with uh, using gain of function technology to make it more, uh, to make the virus able to penetrate the human body. Do you agree with this? Is this, is this, you know, what has your research or have, has your team done research on this at all? No, we, we didn't make specific research uh, on, on, on that. But uh, when you are looking uh, for uh, the genetics and complete genome of those viruses, uh, th these viruses is, is, uh, uh, have a very high rate of mutation. And the a very high rate of what? Of mutations. Oh, so mutation, very high mutations. mutation rate. And, 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 uh, uh, and this virus also is, is, has a very high capability of infecting humans, but also many animals, uh, including cats, including dogs, including a lot of different animals. And so I don't believe that this virus is just uh, a homemade virus. Uh, I, I think this is a virus that was probably in nature and for a reason like this already occurred with SARS-1 and, and with the MERS-CoV, uh, MERS for example, which is a source uh, of uh, Middle East, well, this is just because those virus, those RNA virus, have the the, the capability of of a high rate mutation, and when just one time it just happened. Why this happened in China first? Well, I don't know, but I mean, all new, I mean, uh, uh, viruses uh, that are uh, pandemic profiles are just. Uh, just appear in China just because probably the environment is favorable for favors this uh, this uh, emergence. 
because there is a lot of animals, there is a lot of people, there is a lot of contacts, and the virus is just coming out. And first, it, it, it came with the, the Wuhan genomes, and then spread and make mutations and make different viruses that spread all over the world. And the main problem that we have now to face with is that if we are not closing our border, we may import other lineage of virus and, and have a new epidemics until we will be immune for almost all viruses. That's the reason why I hope that in France, they will close the border and they have closed the border with Brazil, for example, or with the India, for example, because we should not import this lineage in France, because if we are doing that, we may account for a new epidemics of this lineage, as we have done, we have the Marseille 4, and after the UK, we should avoid to have the Brazil, the Brazil one, the South African one, or the India. Well, so when, when do you have complete immunity to all the lineages? This is we some don't kind know, of but in, pardon me. This is some kind pardon of me? nightmare. This epidemic, if if the yeah. lineages keep changing, you know, and and no, no, I I think that what what we are seeing, what we are observing, uh, is uh, it may have differences in uh, immunity caused by the Huan strain, the Marseille four strand, and maybe the UK strain. Uh, this is this is not exactly the same immunity and. We may expect that uh, uh, more recent is the strain, larger is immunity that is, is, is provided. So this will probably end like that. Okay. So talk to me about the vaccines. What is your assessment of the various vaccines? Well, my personal assessment of, the, of these uh, different vaccines, well, the first is a vaccine is, uh, is a lot of power and a lot of money. Uh, so it's difficult to have a, a true and dependent view of, of, of the vaccine. But what, what we know uh, is that uh, there is, uh, in, in France, we have only two kinds of vaccine. We have the adenovirus-based vaccine, uh, and we have the mRNA-based vaccine. Um, so for... Uh, adenovirus based, we have uh, the AstraZeneca from, uh, from UK, and we have the Johnson & Johnson. And for uh, mRNA uh, vaccine, we have the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. Um, well, I, I, I was really in line at the early beginning with the recommendation of uh, our uh, policy in France uh, for vaccination, for vaccination only. Um, because, with, which, uh, with which vaccine? Uh, uh, they, the guidelines at the early beginning was to use the, the mRNA vaccine for all, all the people, uh, all the, is uh, more than 60. Uh, and I, I think that was, uh, uh, that was pretty good choice just because we don't know for long term uh, mRNA vaccine 
and uh, effects. Uh, secondary yeah, what effects. side effects? Long-term side. We, we, effects. we don't. We really don't know. And so. So uh, just for over sixty, you. Over sixty, I think it's good for the mRNA vaccine. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, under under uh, under under sixty, I think that uh, traditional uh, adenovirus-based uh, vaccine is probably safer. Uh, the problem is that uh, when we start vaccination in France, uh, we have uh, a few uh, weeks ago the problem of AstraZeneca with the thrombose side effects. Yeah. And uh, Clot, blood clots. Well, clot blood, yes. And um, since that time, there is a very confused, <laughs> very confused uh, recommendation for vaccination in France because uh, they they are really feared uh, from the AstraZeneca. They're afraid of it, and so they they use uh, mostly uh, mRNA vaccine now, including for uh, people uh, under sixty years old. Uh, we will have the Johnson and Johnson coming very soon, so we will see if uh, if we can replace uh, AstraZeneca. But AstraZeneca, the problem that uh, nobody wants AstraZeneca now in France, they are so fear of of uh, this vaccine, which is no reason to be feared, no reason, no absolutely no reason. But we are the champion for that. Remember hepatitis B vaccine in France uh, years ago. Uh, we are France. France people, French people, are very, uh, uh, very suspicious uh, uh, towards vaccine. And so, when you say that there is some problem with the one vaccine, such as AstraZeneca, they don't want to be vaccinated with, with this vaccine. Well, I mean, in in fairness to people, these are experimental drugs, still, right? Yeah. I mean, they've been yeah. they're experimental. Um, I don't, do you have, here in the United States, we have a, an adverse, event, uh, adverse effects uh, hotline you can call mm -hmm. if uh, you have a, an adverse effect um, from a vaccine. Do you, you must have that in France as well. Yeah. Um, do you know if there are any statistics on um, adverse events or, and or deaths uh, related to these vaccines? Well, the, the problem of that is that uh, it's depend of what is uh, what events uh, effect we we uh, we are telling uh, we are telling because uh, most people approximately fifty percent of people vaccinated have uh, adverse events, but this is very very uh, moderate well, or there are adverse effects like a swollen arm to death. So yeah. the question so, is serious. Uh, the, but the, 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 the severe adverse events, there is, at, at my knowledge, very, very, very few, very, very few. Uh, and uh, uh, blood clot has been uh, reported as approximately uh, 6% per, per million vaccinated, which, which is, well, in fact, this is, this is something, I mean, but this is very few, in fact. So in vaccination, the the main, the main, uh, the main idea, as it, as for treatment, is exactly the same thing. Is uh, what is the benefit? What is the risk? Weigh them. So, so th this is a balance between benefits and risk. So if you are 
talking about vaccination of old people or comorbidity people or at-risk people, well, you need to take the risk of vaccination to protect them of a, a severe disease. But we are, when we are dealing with young people, who have no risk of dying of COVID. There is no need for vaccination. This is also emphasized by the fact that there is no proof for vaccination to lower the shedding of the virus. Shedding. Mm -hmm. Shedding of the virus. So that means that vaccination has probably no role in the pandemic. They will have a role to protect, I mean, fragile people but they will not have any roles in the, the in the in the progress of the pandemic. So let me ask you this: contrary to to immune uh, immunity, acquired immunity, because when you acquire immunity, this protects of shedding. Yes, yeah. It, when you acquire it yourself from from fighting the the virus yourself. So um, looking at the specifically at the mRNA. Uh, vaccines. Do you have any concerns at all about possible long-term future effects, like an overactive, like overactive immune system? No, I, I don't. I don't have any concerns, but I know that we have no experience. Yeah. So we have no experience. This doesn't mean that this uh, this vaccine will have. Uh, problems uh, later, but I don't know. So I prefer when I don't know. Not to say. When I don't know, I just say, I don't know. When I know, I say, I, I cannot evaluate the risk of this new vaccine in the long term. I know how to evaluate the risk of adenoviruses vaccine in long term because we have used that since years and years. But for mRNA vaccine, I have no idea of the risk in long term. So I prefer no not exposed to long-term affected patient that we will vaccinate. So it means that if we are vaccinated over 60 years old, you will have very few chances to see any long-term effects in, made by the vaccine. And this probably may let, let to have time to observe uh, in the future what might happen. But so, why do you say why do you say in over sixty the the uh, effects would would be far less? I mean, aren't when you're older, aren't you more uh, vulnerable? No, that means that if 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 we if our, our lack of knowledge on this vaccine is the possibility of uh, the mRNA to integrate uh, our our information cells informations. Uh, many people say no, 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 this is not possible. But I mean. We don't. We just don't know. In fact, we have. We are equipped. Our cells are equipped to do it. Yeah, we our own know. cells are equipped. We, to do we it. just yeah. don't know. Right. We cannot say never. We say we just don't know. So if we don't know, that means that this might happen. What is almost very probable is that if this happened, this won't happen in in a short time period. Okay, uh, it will happen in long time period. So, so it means that you'll be dead anyway if you're an exactly. old person. <laughs> if you are dead, if you are dead, in, if, if well, this will no. The the the, the principle is not to vaccinated people that will make babies. 
yeah. but to transmit something you know so if you are not making babies you have a few chance to make any f any effects linked to integration of mrna okay but if you if you take the vaccine and then you make babies later will that baby be affected by uh we just the genetic wow. we just don't know wow. probably not but we don't know that the, the problem is we cannot evaluate it this right now we don't know what our cells are equipped for maybe it will have nothing but maybe we'll have something and we just don't know okay so looking at what's going on in the world right now what's going on in france right now if they made you king of policy making for the world on covid what would you what would your policies be what would you what very would, very simple tell doctors to tell their, their patients well when we are when you are sick just have, just go to see your doctors let your doctors give you medicine what is the medicine you think better for you uh, and this is care this is only care yes but the doctors during this thing what's happened is people go to the doctor they have they feel like they have the flu they feel sick and the doctor says go home and then two three weeks later they're on a ventilator in the hospital so so and you yourself who have been trying to treat this thing and have done it successfully with your protocol have you have experienced pushback against what you're doing even though it's successful so if you're if you're king of covid treatment why aren't you advocating that they use the protocol that you know works around the oh, yeah. world no 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 what 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 i what i just in my mind that was just to uh, um, to bring into uh, uh, into um, how to call that uh, the, my my my, uh, my opinion in in, uh, in this crisis is that at the early beginning of uh, such a pandemic or such epidemic, a uh, patient needs to go to hospitals and especially to big centers to try to bring more knowledge in the disease and try to find the way to treat this disease. But very, very early, when the number of patients is coming out and is, com is coming on, you need to transfer this care to practitioner. Right. To practitioner, because, well, we are doing general medicine. In fact. This is, we are doing here general medicine. We see patients with a sore throat, a little bit edge, make just a test, it's positive. We make uh, electrocardiogram, uh, potassium dosing, and just give medication. And, and, and we say just, if you have any problem, just come back. But the fact to say that, I mean, these patients know that they are followed by a doctor. Right. And if there is any problem, they know that they can go back. They know that they, they can go to the hospital. They know that they can go to in, intensive care units. And so this is a complete care. And the most successful 
uh, thing that we brought in this crisis is the, is the care itself. It's not only hydroxychloroquine. The hydroxychloroquine is uh, efficient medicine that we believe in, but what we believe in is, is a complete care. As for example, why uh, we improve care, we improve care in, 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 in uh, giving anticoagulant prophylaxis therapy when we know that this disease was thrombolytic, was thrombo, um, I mean, make clots. Okay? Yeah. Uh, much further, we had the zinc because United States, especially in, in New York, they show that dengue was something that may help. We bring oxygen. We have high, uh, high flow oxygen therapy also that bring. And this, this all this care, I mean, is uh, the, the, the success of, of, uh, of the, this low mortality. This is not only hydroxychloroquine. No, no, I understand so, that. I understand that because- And so, but what policymakers should have done, they should have put in guidelines step-by-step uh, um, uh, uh, step during the, the, the pandemic, the changes of this protocol and say, and say to the general practitioner, just do it, just do it. This is very simple, just do that way. If you have any problem with your survey, the, 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 the oxygen, oxygen uh, uh, on the finger, if the- The oxygen level, problem, yeah. yeah. And if you have any problem, just go to the hospital, but not late, very early to be cured, very early and not too late. Well, Dr. Buki, what happened here in the United States? And these doctors uh, who have, you know, had their licenses threatened and so on here in the United States, their experience was that when they were trying, first of all, a lot of doctors in the United States, basically when their patients had COVID, they would just say, I don't treat COVID. I don't treat COVID. Yeah. Why? Because it's a, it's, it's a political hot potato because the doctors who say that things are working are the ones who are being threatened. That's yeah. the scenario here. I guess, I don't know, you don't have the same scenario there in France, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, it is the same thing. I mean, the, the problem with, with the general practitioner in France is that at, at, they, they are at the front line in this kind of crisis in the early beginning. And what happened uh, very early that they they go at, uh, on they, they go on the front, but the, usually they go without mask, without any gloves, without alcohol, without anything, and uh, some of them died of of COVID nineteen, and uh, and in France we never we have never give uh, to doctors the opportunity to take care of their patient, and everything was made to. Uh, to drive those patients to hospitals, and I think this is—I think this is the wrong way to do that. I think the, the, the right way is is for hospitals to to bring science and protocols, and once science and protocols are made, this need to be transferred uh, to general practitioner for them to care. Their, but their political decisions are behind what science is acceptable and isn't which is which to me is criminal in a pandemic where yeah, people yeah. are dying you know i mean my brother-in-law is french 
and your group guided him on the protocols to use on his patients who were, by the way, very old people. Mm-hmm. And he lost very few patients because of you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at least, I mean, he's a very intelligent guy. That's probably why he was like, I'm going to reach out to these people and find out what, what they're doing. But not, not everybody, not all the doctors in France are that thoughtful or have the courage to. So I agree. that's why you have to have a policy, I would think, if you have a treatment that works or a protocol especially for the different phases, you know, before yeah. the cytokine storm, you take this <laughs> during cytokine. So that, and, and that's my point to you is I feel like your team could have saved so many people, so many people, not just in France, but even around the world. And instead they want to, beat you up for using hydrochloroquine? Well, a a lot, a lot of, a lot of people all around the world used hydroxychloroquine. Anyway. Along with other things. Ivermectin, very good also, right? Yeah. Oh, the, the, the the two big nations that uh, fight strongly against hydroxychloroquine is United States and Europe. Yeah. This is only two nations that fights against hydroxychloroquine and and, and, uh, uh, US and and Europe. And uh, you cannot just uh, think that there is no uh, interaction uh, in between fighting against the proposed drug and trying to place new medication. Uh, this is something that is Well, clearly new medication evidence. is connected to profits, new profits. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're out of time, but okay. um, I want to thank you so much for coming on. No problem. I want to thank you for your work. Thank you very much. And uh, I do hope more people hear about your work around the world because I think it's, uh, you guys are saving lives and that's important. Thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.